Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Jan Gilbert, and I serve as a shepherding deacon in our congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we prepare for worship, let us bow our heads in prayer. God of light and love, in your tender compassion, you sent your Son to shine on those who sit in darkness and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Grant us in our doubts and uncertainties the grace to ask what you would have us do. By your spirit of wisdom, save us from false choices. And since it is by your light that we are enlightened, lead us and protect us, and give us a straight path to follow that we may neither stumble nor fall. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
stand and join me in our responsive call to worship. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. Let us worship God. Our God, out of love for us, calls us to confess the sin that separate us from him and from one another. 
God also promises us forgiveness and reconciliation. So come, let us confess our sin together. Holy God, righteous and merciful, cleanse our minds and free our consciences from the things that divide us from you. We have shut our eyes to your glory, our minds to your truth, and our hearts to your spirit. And yet we want to love you, Lord, to offer you true friendship and joyful service. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins, and since all your paths are loving and sure, guide us in the way we should go and lead us to life everlasting through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. Now, as forgiven children of God, we affirm our faith together, reciting the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us greet one another in Christ's name. Good morning and welcome to Girl Power Day at Church of the Palms. <laughs> at 9 o'clock, it's the uh, Carolyn and Mingy show, and at 11 o'clock, it's going to be Lori and Carolyn and Mingy. So we're glad to have you here today. And we're so excited to have Genevieve and Lori back from their world travels. So welcome back. Um, be sure today and sign the red friendship uh, pad in the pew. It's at the end of the pew and then sign it and pass it along. And when it comes back to you, take note of the names of the people who are sitting in your pew, especially ones you may not know, so you can greet them after the service. So this past Saturday, we had over 60 shepherding deacons gather for their quarterly meeting. It was a great time. 
We've got so much going on here at Church of the Palms. They had to um, join in and help clean up to get ready for packing up uh, the backpacks to get ready for Day of Hope. And so we had a great time doing that on Saturday afternoon as well. Uh, Day of Hope will take place um, on Saturday, July 23rd. The rally dinner is tonight. And so if you can make that, it's at 6 o'clock in the Campus Center. Um, and then please refer to your bulletin for more information or stop by at the Day of the Hope ta uh, table out under the tree in between services. Family Promise is also gearing up for another week um, of hosting uh, homeless families, the week of July 24th. Volunteers are still needed and there will also be a table for Family Promise under the tree between services. And then lastly, um, we have a PW gathering that's going to take place August 19th, and Alberta is going to be taking reservations today. That is um, going to be the Tuskegee Airmen um, who will be our presenters on that day. It wasn't exactly clear in the bulletin, so we thought we'd clarify that for you. So let us worship God together. i 
Let us pray. Eternal and loving God, we thank you for all the grace, beauty, and love you place within our lives. The world is filled with wonder and we are called into community with people who know and show your love to us. We come to praise and honor and place our trust in you here in worship today. We grieve the terror of so many killed in so many places this day. We pray for the victims and their families and communities. We pray for the children who are injured in body, soul, and memory and imagination. We pray for our enemies. Great God, call us all to a commitment to justice and mercy out of which your peace may flow. Help us see that every face is the face of Christ and every heart is a heart you love. We pray for our soldiers who serve in places of danger. Safeguard them and bring them safely home, we pray. Be with you, our sisters and brothers in Christ around the world and with the missionaries who serve with them. We pray that you will inspire and sustain and protect them also when danger threatens. Be with us as a church as we seek to be the provincial and the provisional demonstration of your kingdom to the world, we pray. Bless the leaders and ministries of this church. Safeguard and nurture our children, we pray. Comfort us in our grieving, heal us of our sickness, reassure us in our doubts. Let us know and live your joy in Christ, we pray. We pray for your mercy of safe journey for all those who travels from here and to here, we pray. Now we bring our prayers to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, everything we have, beginning with our very own lives, come from God as God's blessings. Now let us take a moment to show our gratitude to God and worship him through the giving of our offerings and tithings.
Let us pray. Our most generous and loving God, we give you thanks for your love that surrounds us at all times. We thank you for all the gifts we receive from you all day long each day. And now we, we ask that you'll accept these, our offerings, so that you may father the kingdom and you may help all those children who are in need of your love and care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now please be seated as Lori and our children come forward for a special moment. Thanks, Pastor Mingy. Oh, it is a beautiful day, and I'm so glad to be here with you guys. We are getting ready, unbelievably so, to go back to school next month, right? It's coming up. So, when do you go? Around August, the first part of August, right? For Manatee, you guys are like really early. Come and have a seat. Excellent. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, friends. So today we are going to talk about backpacks. Who carries a backpack? You, ca you guys all carry backpacks, right? Who else? Can you think of anybody else that would carry a backpack besides you kids? Hmm. What do you think? God. G great answer. God probably, I know Pastor Steve carries one, so that's probably close. Who else? A hiker. A hiker, excellent, yes. What do you think, Sam? You. What makes you think that? I carry one too because I'm a student, I'm in seminary, getting close to being done. So I brought my backpack today, but there's something wrong with my backpack. What? It doesn't have anything in it. It's empty! What good is this backpack doing if it's empty? I gotta tell you a story about empty backpacks. So our high school students have been in Atlanta for this entire week, kind of doing vacation Bible school and a camp for a bunch of little kids at this little church. And the pastor of that church says, oh, we have this big surprise for all these little kids. On the last day, you guys get to hand out backpacks there was something wrong with their backpacks. What do you think was wrong with those backpacks? What do you think? They were empty. They were empty! So our high school students get back on the bus and they're going, we could take up a collection to fill the backpacks. So Jacob, who is our new youth director, he texts me and he goes, hey Lori, do you think the church would match whatever these high school students raise for these backpacks? I'm going, absolutely! I didn't really know, but I thought, you know, Mr. Brian and I will do it if whatever. So I go, okay, you bet. So we stopped in there last night on our way home to drop off two of our kids, and they start telling us that they filled all these backpacks. And then they noticed that all their toys were like broken and missing pieces and puzzle pieces were gone. So they re replaced all of the toys like in their children's wing. They got books for them to take home. They gave them money for the, to cover their um, electricity bill. And I'm thinking, how much money did you guys raise? And they go, oh, don't worry, because the church is matching it. <laughs> Those high school students raised, of their own money, $500. Mr. Brian and Miss Lori now need a little help because that just went beyond our matching budget. Why would they do that? Why in the world would these students give up their money to buy t-shirts, maybe to buy some meals on the way back? I think they're doing that thing that is our mission statement of love God and love neighbor. But it's the same kind of generosity that helps us to fill 265 backpacks for Day of Hope so that all of those kids get to start their first day on the same playing field as everyone else. It's just unbelievable. And here's why we do that as a church family. Because Jesus taught us the most important commandment. You ready for this? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. That's why we fill backpacks. That's why we do it, because we want to share that love. You guys are the biggest ambassadors of all, because you're going to be going to school with each other. So you get to show that love through acts of kindness, through self-control, through patience, 
all those ways that you get to show God's love as we all carry our backpacks. So today we want to do a special blessing on these backpacks. Sam, could you grab one of those and hand it up here? It's heavy because it's full. Hmm. So now I want you all to gather around this backpack. And if you can't touch it, you got to touch the person in front of you. Come on around because we're going to say a special blessing for all these. Can you get in there? All right, if you, here, you know what, let's hold this up a little. You're going to have to hold it on your lap. All right, will you pray with us? You got it? Okay. Gracious God, we thank you for filling our hearts with love so that we could fill backpacks in Sarasota and even in Atlanta, Georgia. Lord, we pray your special blessing on all the children that will carry these backpacks, that they will feel your love through their families through their friends at school, and even through us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's go up to kids' worship. Hey, Sam, Sam. You may be seated. Our scripture lesson today is taken from Psalm 52. Why do you boast, O mighty one, of mischief done against the godly? All day long you are plotting destruction. Your tongue is like a sharp razor, you worker of treachery. 
You love evil more than good and lying more than speaking the truth. You love all words that devour, O deceitful tongue. But God will break you down forever. He will snatch and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear and will laugh at the evildoer, saying, See the one who would not take refuge in God, but trusted in abundant riches and sought refuge in wealth. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever because of what you have done. In the presence of the faithful, I will proclaim your name, for it is good. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Loving God, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Give us ears to hear that we might walk in your ways and be a light that this dark world so desperately needs. Amen. People say, show me and then I'll trust you. But God says, trust me and I'll show you. From Genesis to Revelation, scripture admonishes us to trust and obey God and tells us that where we put our trust is a matter of life and death. Our psalmist paints a starkly contrasting picture of one who trusts in wealth and riches versus one who trusts in God. The one who trusts in wealth and riches is self-centered, chooses lying and deceit for his own gain, and treacherously devours others with his words and actions. His end is utter destruction and ridicule. The one who is good trusts in God, recognizes that all good things come from him, and is grateful and gives thanks for his blessings. She waits on God for her deliverance, meaning that she trusts God to help her through the sticky wickets in life instead of just depending on her own know-how and resources. She wisely implements the advice in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. In her Bible study, Believing God, Beth Moore notes that there is a difference between believing in God and believing God. We can believe in God and yet not really trust him. We can ignore him and make all our own choices as if we are the center of the universe. The Bible calls that going our own way. But believing God means that we believe that God is who he says he is, we are who he says we are, and we believe that what he tells us in his written word is for our highest good. It will drive our actions. It will influence our choices and impact our destiny. We reveal what we truly believe, where we place our trust, by the choices we make in our lives. Social psychologist Sheena Iyengar, who specializes in research regarding choice making, estimates that people make on average 70 choices a day. That works out to 25,550 choices a year. By the time we have lived 70 years, we will have made 1 million 788,550 choices. A short poem by Frank Outlaw illustrates how our small and large choices day after day shape our destiny. Watch your thoughts, they become wants. Watch your wants, they become actions. Watch your actions because they become habits. Watch your habits because they become your character. And watch your character because it becomes your destiny. Soon Mei Ling was the wife of Generalissimo and President Chiang Kai-shek, who is the leader of the Republic of China from 1928 until 1975. She was a fluent English speaker and a Christian who lived to the age of 105. 
Echoing our psalmist, she said, if the past has taught us anything, it is that every cause brings its effect. Every action has a consequence. We Chinese have a saying, if a man plants melons, he will reap melons. If he sows beans, he will reap beans. And this is true of everyone's life. Good begets good, and evil leads to evil. True enough, she says, the sun shines on the saint and sinner alike. And too often it seems like the wicked prosper. But we can say with certainty that with the individual as with the nation, the flourishing of the wicked is an illusion, for unceasingly, life keeps books on us all. She continues, in the end, we are all the sum total of our actions. Character cannot be counterfeited, nor can it be put on and cast off as if it were a garment to meet the need of the moment. Like the markings on the wood which are ingrained in the very heart of the tree, character requires time and nurturing for growth and development. Thus also, day by day, we write our own destiny, for inexorably, we become what we do. The Bible puts it this way, do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. Whatever a person sows, that he shall also reap. Our choices demonstrate where we place our trust. Trusting God, leads to life. Trusting anything else leads in the opposite direction. So what does this transformational, life-giving trust in God look like, and how do we get it? It looks like people we know. People we know in the Bible, people we know at work, in school, and in our neighborhoods, even people we know right here at Church of the Palms. For example, it looks like Noah, in Genesis, we read that in Noah's day, the earth was corrupt and full of violence in God's sight. Sound familiar? But Noah was a good man who found favor with God. As the writer of Hebrews tells us, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood just as God directed him. He trusted God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. And in so doing, he not only saved his family and many animals aboard the ark, he became an inspiration for all subsequent generations. As evidence of this, just this past week, Fox News reported on statements released by the University of North Carolina in Baylor that archaeologists have unearthed stunning mosaics depicting Noah's Ark and the parting of the Red Sea during an excavation of an ancient synagogue in northern Israel. The mosaics were found on the nave floor of the synagogue in Hukok, a village in Galilee that dates back to the fifth century when the area was part of the Roman Empire. Noah trusted God and it changed his life and countless others. Transformational, life-giving trust in God also looks like six-year-old Joshua Garza. On June 20th, after completing his morning swim lesson, Joshua and his mom, Kelly, stopped for breakfast at Bob Evans, Joshua's favorite. While there, the restaurant manager stopped at a table of police officers from the St. Petersburg Police Department, shook their hands, and thanked them for their service. This inspired little Joshua to find his own way to say thank you. When Joshua and his mom got up to leave the restaurant, he marched over to the table where the officers were dining. This amazing six-year-old asked them if he could pray for their protection. Though she hadn't expected the move, Kelly said it wasn't surprising behavior for her son. He likes to pray at church. He's a big prayer warrior, she says. The proud mama stood back so as not to interfere. Her heart melted as her precious son concluded the prayer with, and please help us all to live a good life. Amen. Closer to home, transformational life-giving trust in God looks like our own Esther Tyson. Esther is 90 years old and knows that God is not finished with her yet and is always looking for how she can help other people. 
She'd been wondering about tutoring and thought that she could help in the summer tutoring program. So she got in touch with Judy Armitage, our amazing um, tutoring director, and Judy encouraged her to come. So Esther went to tutoring the next day and she helped out one of our second grade boys. When asked later what she thought, she said she was very impressed with the program and really enjoyed it. She said she would be back on Thursday and she's been coming ever since. That's what life-giving trust in God looks like. So how do we get it? How do we grow the kind of transformational, life-giving trust in God that helps us make the best choices in our lives that lead to fruitfulness and a life of significance at the end of which Jesus might say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. You all know the story about how there's a good wolf and a bad wolf inside each of us and they're always fighting for supremacy. The one who wins is the one you feed the most. The Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and to diligently guard our hearts. How do we feed our minds and heart, how we feed our high, uh, minds and hearts is as important as what we feed our bodies. How do we do it? It's done by intentionally practicing the spiritual disciplines exemplified by the PALMS acronym that is printed on the inside cover of our bulletins every single week. The P stands for praising God in worship, both corporate worship when we gather together weekly and for special services, and personally spending time with God on a consistent daily basis. Our primary purpose in life is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. We glorify him with our music, our liturgy, the word proclaimed in prayer and in silence as we're listening for the still small voice of God whispering in our hearts, this is the way, walk in it. The A signifies aligning ourselves with Christ. Anyone who has trusted Christ is a new creation, forgiven, beloved, and cherished. To become more like Christ is our goal. He trusted and obeyed God all the way to the cross. To become more like him, we need to know what he's like, what he said and did, and what he told us, his disciples, to do. We learn this through reading the Bible. Hebrews says that the word of God is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And God says to us through the prophet Isaiah, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. The L denotes loving one another in community. God made us to be in relationship. From the very beginning, he said it is not good for a person to be alone. It is life-giving and life-changing for us to spend time building relationships with each other, relationships where we can be real, where we don't have to put on our everything is wonderful, I've got it all together masks because nobody does. Relationships in which we are known and loved just the way we are and yet encouraged to be our best. When we do this, we weave a safety net of support amongst brothers and sisters in Christ that will sustain us in those moments that we all face from time to time where it's difficult for us to even put one foot in front of the other, when our trust is weak and we need to lean on the faith of another. God did not make us to go it alone. The M stands for ministering with our time, talent, and treasure. Jesus said that he came not to be served, but to serve. He said that it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is in losing ourselves and our own concerns by giving ourselves and our treasure away that we find meaning and purpose and significance in life. That is the abundant life. There is nothing more satisfying than knowing you have made a positive difference in someone else's life. 
The S signifies sharing my story in order to connect others with God's story. When you share what God has done with, for you with someone who needs a friendly word, who is going through a difficult time, or you invite someone to church or to your Bible study, you are Jesus' witness. You are living the Great Commission, and you are planting a seed that God will use to draw others to himself. Though you may see no immediate change, you are impacting someone's eternity for the better. Doesn't your faith, your trust in God, grow a little more each time you hear a God story, how God has done something amazing in someone's life? I know mine does. Trusting God leads to life. Trusting anything else leads in the opposite direction. When we feed our faith, you're consistently practicing the spiritual disciplines outlined in the palms. Our trust in God grows and is reflected in our daily choices. We begin to think more along the lines of Paul F. Barnett's poem. I may never see tomorrow, there's no written guarantee. And things that happened yesterday belong to history. I cannot predict the future, I cannot change the past. I have just the present moment, I must treat it as my last. I must use the moment wisely, for it soon will pass away and be lost to me forever as part of yesterday. I must exercise compassion, help the fallen to their feet, be a friend unto the friendless, make an empty life complete. The unkind things I do today may never be undone. Any friendships that I fail to win may never more be won. I may not have another chance on bended knee to pray and thank God with humble heart for giving me this day. I may never see tomorrow, but this moment is my own. It's mine to use or cast aside. The choice is mine alone. I have just this precious moment in the sunlight of today where the dawning of tomorrow meets the dusk of yesterday. The choices we make today demonstrate where we place our trust. Money is nice and necessary even, but riches won't love us, won't dry our tears, and they won't give us peace. We need other people, but they will let us down occasionally. The government won't save us no matter who gets elected. And we will fail ourselves at times, but God will always eternally prove faithful. Trusting God leads to life. So what is your next step to grow your own life-giving trust in the God who loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son? Amen.
And now as you go through this week, take a little bit of time and ask God to show you what your next step is in growing life-giving faith and trust in him. And now may the fellowship of Jesus Christ, may the love of God and the grace of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Church of the Palms is located at 3224 Bee Ridge Road in Sarasota, Florida, 34239.